We have our travelers back from Ohio safely. Mom and Ed. Thank you, Jesus, for that. The Dodies are back now. Any more vacations coming up that we need to know about? Huh? <laughs> They're planning on it. I know, um, just to give you guys a heads up, the month of September, Julie and I will be gone for two weeks. Two weekends. So, we're going to a conference down in South Carolina at Fort Mills. So, it's one weekend, but it might be two weekends. This would be the first time we've gotten away together alone in 27 years. Like, really, alone on a vacation. Like, a real vacation. And we're going to a conference. <laughs> so, I'm trying to tie it into a little bit of beach time in South Carolina two or three days before. So, so, but that's coming up soon near the end of the month, right? What's the dates? So they know to plan not to come. Church will be closed. 23rd week of, we'll get the dates out for you next week for sure. All right, Joe's got it up there already. If you don't have it, get it. The church app. The church clap, church app, church app, church clap. Check it out right there. Got everything you need on it. It's great. Prayer requests, you can post prayer requests on it. Phil knows how it works, so if you don't know how to do it, ask Phil. <laughs> Phil knows. I don't know. Maybe I need to ask Phil. But my wife knows, and that's all I need to know. So she can update me. And actually, Joe back there has been updating us, which is great. Check out the church app. Amen. Um, I don't think we have any other announcements yet, do we? Today? Nothing? All right, without any other announcements, before we take up an offering, before grace comes down, one thing I would like to say is we need to keep the people in, lifted up in prayer that are going on, what's going on in Afghanistan. I heard that there was another attack this morning on the airport. So I don't know how bad it was. I just saw it quickly. So, so, but, so, but keep, but keep them all in prayer. Keep them all in prayer. There's thousands of Americans over there and American allies that need to get out of that country. All right. So keep them in prayer. Keep Israel in prayer. Also keep all the people in that way of that hurricane in prayer. You know, and pray that the flooding doesn't come our way. We keep that away, no flooding. Amen. So keep everything, keep the world in prayer. The world needs prayer. Amen. <laughs> and everybody in it needs prayer. And all the saints. And God says pray for Israel always. So we keep Israel lifted up in prayer. Amen? All right. God bless you, Phil. Come on down, Grace. God bless Phil. God bless Ellie. God bless every one of us. Amen. Debbie, Julie, Mom, Ed. I'm going. I'm working on it. <laughs> Julia, Stella, Grace, Ephraim, Lizzie, and Joe. I did say Debbie. I said you too, Julie. Myself. And all those that couldn't be here. God bless them. Each and every one. 
Amen. Like little Tim. God bless him, each and every one. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you, God, for bringing in, Lord God, into your house the tithes and offerings. Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you would bless your people abundantly. Bless the work of their hands, that you would prosper them, that you would keep them, and that they would be in good health, and that they would have um, sound minds, <laughs> sound mind and body, strong, built up in the kingdom. Lord God, I pray, and I pray that you would keep everything evil away from us, Lord God, and that you would keep us on track, make, our, make straight our paths, Lord God, clear, and make them clear to us the path that we need to follow, because each one of us here is on a different path, Lord God, that you have laid out for them, Lord God, and I just pray that we would just stay on that path, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? What a friend we have in Jesus. And I'm telling you, if you don't have Jesus as your friend, today's the day to get Jesus as your friend. There's no other friend that's better than Jesus. Amen? All right. The title of my sermon is called The Parable of the Wedding Banquet. You know that there's a lot of things and a lot of times <laughs> that I tell you that when I'm out here up here preaching, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. Because whenever I get a word from God, a lot of times I'll share it because I believe it's not just a word for me, but it's a word for all of us that we all need to hear it. And sometimes when I'm listening to others or conversations that's going on, sometimes in my spirit, I don't know how God speaks to you, but when me, sometimes in my spirit will be charged up or will kind of wake up. You know, it'll kind of catch my attention and I'll pay more attention to it. And... Um, so I was listening to this pastor, and he, was, he shared just a little bit of the wedding banquet, and it really caught my attention. And uh, I really do believe it's important for what's going on right now around the world. There is so much going on spiritually around this world that we have to wake up to. It's like we've all taken a bite, what I've written down here, of the apple. You know, wasn't it Cinderella that took a bite of the apple and she fell asleep? Or was that Sleeping Beauty? Was that one of them? You know, there's so many of those cartoons. We watched them so many times with the kids. I can get them all mixed up now. They're like a blur. But, but it's like that. We've all taken a bite of the apple and we've all kind of fallen asleep. You know, and, and that's not just, I'm not talking about you as much as God is talking to me about. You know, it's like what God is saying to me. And I'm just sharing this with you. 
But we've all taken a bite of the apple and we've all fallen asleep. And there's been some pretty loud alarms sounding off in the world right now. And a lot of us just ignore those signs. <laughs> ignore. It's like, you know what we do when we, when we hear the alarm go off first thing in the morning? What do you do? You reach over and you push the snooze button so you can sleep five minutes more. That's pretty, you know, it's common for us to do that. But you know what? We're getting to a point in time when you know what? You're not going to want to reach over and hit the snooze button anymore. It's time that we wake up. It's time that the church wakes up. And not just we are the church. Each one of us here is part of the church. Each one of us here has a calling from God on their lives. Each one of us here is part of the body. And when we come together, we make up the body. And we all have our important roles in that. But many of us are ignoring the signs. Many of us are keep hitting the snooze button, snooze button, snooze button. And that's not in my message, by the way. God just brought that to my attention. Most of us want to believe that what's going on isn't really real or doesn't really affect us. Or it's not there. And we want things to go back to the way they were. Right? A lot of us want things to go back to the way they were. Much easier. But you know, I think about that and I pray about that. And I think things are never going to go back to the way they were. They're not going to go back. People are waiting for things to go back to the way they were. And they're not gonna, that's not going to happen. Because God isn't going back. God is moving forward. But we have to face the facts that they're never going to go back. Now, I'm not giving up or losing hope. By no means. Trust me, I'm not giving up. I'm not losing hope. By no means. What I'm doing is I am looking ahead. I am trying to look ahead. I'm trying to look for that prize. Right? And we all should be looking for that. We all should be looking ahead. We all should be looking ahead for the day of Jesus' return. The day of the kingdom come. Right? Because that's what really is happening on. Well, that's what really is happening. God's kingdom has come. Jesus went about preaching it. He preached his kingdom come. He taught his disciples to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Jesus went about preaching and teaching his kingdom's coming. His kingdom's coming. And we got to wake up to that fact that his kingdom is coming. 
And it could be here soon, very soon, any day. We got to stop hitting the snooze button. I was watching the Weather Channel last night before we went to bed. And they were talking about this Hurricane Ida. And you know what's so interesting about this Hurricane Ida is that, for one, today is the same day that Katrina hit in New Orleans, August 29, 2005, 16 years ago. This, this hurricane is hitting on the exact same day as Katrina in similar location. I don't know, it's probably, it probably made landfall already. But what was interesting last night is they were talking about Oh, this hurricane's not like Katrina. This hurricane is a category one last night before we went to bed. It's not as big as Katrina. They're not going to have the effects that Katrina has. You know, they don't, they're not expecting any of that. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I saw it. It's a category four, a major hurricane now. It jumped from a one to a four overnight overnight and you know I have a pastor that I watch online pastor Paul Begley and he says and he has a guy on there on Thursday night called Mike from around the world on Thursday nights that's the coming apocalypse he has that show you might have seen it on TV on your Christian channels out there but he has this guy from Mike from around the world and he says you know, they're not going to be able to explain the weather. They're going to be all scrambling for what's going to happen because of the weather and because of the increase of the weather patterns and the straight line winds that are coming. He says they can reach up to 200 miles an hour. Well, we've had straight line winds of over 150 that have been recorded, if not more. We've had these hurricanes now jumping. Nobody's expecting this to happen. But why and how did it happen? They can't explain it. Some of this stuff that's happening to the earth, they cannot explain. They're scrambling. And when I heard this morning that Ida went to a four, I was like, <laughs> overnight that fast? I was like, I wasn't shocked, actually, because last night I'm thinking, this thing's going to get bad. Before I went to sleep, I thought, this hurricane... It's going to grow. It's in the Gulf. It's warm. You know, I come up with all my logical explanations for why it's going to happen, but it, but it, and it did. But main thing is, is that we got to wake up to these things that are happening. These are all signs and wonders that God is sending upon the earth. That God is screaming out loud, "Hey, wake up!" Do you know that saying, I believe what happens in the natural comes before the spiritual is actually biblical? It's biblical. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 46. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. So I believe... 
what the word says, of course, that in the natural, things are going to happen. And then the spiritual is going to come. And that happened with the first Adam. The first Adam was a natural man. The second Adam was the spiritual man. God incarnate. Jesus in the flesh. God in the flesh. And that's what he goes on to talk about there. We should read it. Actually, let's go back and read chapter, verse 44, Joe. Right down to verse uh, 49. <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 44, it's sown in a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, then there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first Adam became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spirit did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man was from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. Amen? We all look like Jesus. My wife's been saying that we need to act like Jesus. That means speaking, thinking, talking, walking, living like Jesus. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, not easy to do at times in this world because there's sin out there. Most of the time we act like the natural man more than the spiritual man. But back to my point, things happen in the natural first before they happen in the spiritual And in Luke 21, 25, Jesus himself told us that there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity of the roaring and tossing of the seas. See, they're not going to understand what's going on in this world. But I'm going to tell you what's going on with this world. It's getting ready for God's kingdom. God's kingdom is coming. And anything that will be shaken will be shaken. And anything that will not be shaken will not be shaken. So if you're not standing on solid rock, if you're not standing on a solid foundation, then it's time you start. It's time we wake up. Get serious about the kingdom of God. Get serious about our relationship with Jesus. It's time, it's time we quit hitting the snooze button. Because we are seeing signs all over. Signs all around us. What's going on? One pastor I watch is saying, that the red horse of the apocalypse has been released. He's actually asking the question. Has it been released? Is the Taliban the red horse of the apocalypse?
So with this hurricane coming from a one to a four, could this be the speed of things to come? Could it? Could it be the speed of things to come in the natural, then in the spiritual? Could this be the increase, which I would like to believe, for the believers of Christ? A spiritual jump into the kingdom of God? Or is this the increase of the woes that are coming upon the earth? I actually believe it's for both. I actually believe it's for the woes that are going to be coming upon the earth. And the spiritual jump for Christians who have faith in God and who believe and stand on the word. That there's going to be awakening, a shaking. But are we ready? I don't believe the church is ready. It's not ready. It's got to wake up. We got to wake up, wake up, wake up. We were watching a video the other night in bed. And my, the guy said, wake up, wake up. And my, I was sleeping. And my wife was poking me in the ribs with a pen, saying, wake up, wake up. That's you, that's you. But I was so exhausted because we had all of our grandkids over the night before. And they were up all night long. And actually went, went home at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hi, Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> but they all had a blast and we kept them busy and I'm going to tell you Ephraim you are just like your grandmother I took your grandmother fishing and she said the same exact thing you did I cannot catch another fish we took Ephraim fishing last night and all the grandkids and they all caught fish in the pond but Ephraim Every time he casted his pole out there, he caught a fish. Every time. And he says he screams out because you got to have help getting the fish off the hook. Dad, you got to teach him how to take a fish off the hook. All right. He's like, help me, help me, somebody help me. I got another fish. And he cast out and he's like, please don't bite my lure. No more fish, please. I've never heard of anything like it before until my wife reminded me when I took her salmon fishing, it was like that. I literally would give her the fly rod. I set her up in a spot. I saw the salmon running. I set her up in a spot. We were fly fishing. I was teaching her how to do it. So first cast, she cast out. She goes, I think I got a fish. I don't even have my fly rod put together and ready to go fishing. And I go, no, you don't have a fish. She goes, no, I think I got a fish. So I grab her pole, and sure enough, she's got a fish. And I'm like, all right, now fight it and land it. She goes, no, you. So I'm like, no. She goes, no, no, you have to take my fishing pole. And I'm like, no, no, no. So I, she's like, no, take it. And I'm like, so I take her fishing pole, and I give her mine. So I come back, like the fish takes me downstream. I come back, went to give her back her fishing pole, and she goes, I have another one. And I'm like, no, you do not. Yeah, I have another fish on. And I'm like, sure enough, she's got another fish on. 
And she's, Ephraim, you're just like your grandmother. She's like, she was praying, no, no more fish. I don't want to catch any more fish. And she ended up catching the most beautiful, biggest salmon I have ever seen down there. Gorgeous fish. I mean, gorgeous fish. But yeah, I was amazed. I was amazed at it. But I've never heard anybody that I've ever took fishing before, except those two, that said, I have caught too many fish. I don't want to catch another one. I've never heard a fisherman say, I don't want to catch any more fish. Oh, I pray that we all become fishers of men and that we all catch many, many fish for the kingdom of God. And that we bring them all in. And I believe that might be a spiritual sign too for this body of believers here. It's time that we reach out for salvations. Amen. And bring them into the kingdom. Because we need to wake up. Amen. Oh, I better not hit that too hard. It's going to fall apart. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But we are seeing a th things moving right now in the natural. And I believe things are moving also in the spiritual. It's just scriptural. But we got to wake up to it. We got to keep our eyes open. We can't ignore it. Because the increase in the natural is going to mean an increase in the spiritual. And we got to be ready. We got to be built up. We got to be ready. The time is short, and the king is preparing a wedding banquet. And all of us are invited. <clears throat> We're all invited to the wedding banquet. We have our tickets. We have our invitation. But we're not paying any attention. And the serious of that and the ramification of that can be terrible. Most of these calamities and things that we see going on right now in the world, in a week or two, we'll probably forget that they even happened. It's sad, but it's true. We'll forget about what goes on in Afghanistan, just like we forget about what happened in Benghazi for most of us. We forget about what happened on 9-11. We forget about what happened to the veterans in Pearl Harbor. We forget about things. Because we want to ignore them. We want to believe, a lot of us want to believe that it never even happened. They're even saying, I've heard people say that the Holocaust never even happened. Like, for real? They want to wipe away history. They want to forget it. We can't forget, we can't forget what the word says. We can't not, we can't ignore the signs and the wonders that are going on right now in the heavenlies and on the earth, the shaking that's being taken place. We, you know, we can't have the mentality that life is just going to keep marching on and hoping that things are going to get better and are going to go back to normal. 
Because I'm telling you, and I told you this when I started, things are not going to get better and they're not going to get back to normal. The only time they're going to get better is when we're reigning with Christ in the millennial reign. There's going to be, there's going to be a prophecy of peace that's going to come to pass for three and a half years. But after that, all hell's being broken loose. Literally. Even before that, because it's all a deception and a lie. It's happening right now. In Matthew chapter 22. The kingdom of heaven. This is what Jesus spoke to them. When he spoke to them again in parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come. But they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. This is Jesus screaming right now to each one of us and to the world. God is like, hey, listen, I've got everything ready. Everything is ready. The table is set. The banquet's prepared. It's time to come. It's time to come to the banquet. It's time to come to the wedding. But they paid no attention, it says, to the servants. And they went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest of them seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. Does that sound like us today? We're so busy. We're so busy. Our lives are so busy. I can't leave my business. I've got to be there to run it. Trust me. These are thoughts I have. <laughs> I have a business. I run a landscape business. And these are the struggles I have. i got to be there. Those guys need me. They need my help. And they rightly do. But I can't put that before the kingdom of God. Like I told you, I preach to myself all the time up here. I preach to myself. But it's not just for myself, it's for you too. Because we can't be too busy to ignore the signs or the invitation. And that's the most important thing. We can't be too busy we can't put our business first. We can't put anything before God. Amen? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. That's the greatest commandment there is. We can't love anything else greater than God. I can't love my wife more than I love God. I can't love my children more than I love God. I got to love God first, my wife second, our children third, my friends fourth. 
You know? But God has got to be number one. And when God invites us to a banquet table or prepares a table for us, then we've got to be ready to go. We've got to be ready to go. We've got to have our oil filled, our lamps filled, right? We've got to be prepared. And being prepared is part of being aware of what's going on in the world. They said no. They paid no attention. Paid no attention. Put their businesses first. Went back to work in the fields. You know, I feel like we're, the church isn't paying attention to what's going on for the majority of the church. And I'm not talking about individual people. I'm talking about the body of Christ. A lot of us are still sleeping. You know? The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers. And he burned their cities. That's pretty scary, isn't it? The king was enraged. You know, it's like what I read in the book of Revelation. You know, the woes, the trumpet blast, the cities that fall, the, the earth that's burning. You know, a third of the earth, a third of the hours, a third of the waters turned blood. A third of the earth was on fire. You know, you read all those things in the book of Revelation. And, you know, and you think of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, and you think of all the destruction that God brought upon those cities. There's going to be destruction again. It's prophesied in the word of God. It's going to come to pass. You know, it's, we can't stop it. It's written. It's written. It's going to happen. It's a matter of when. And what we need to worry about is just being ready for when it does happen. Because if we're not standing on solid ground, then we're going to be tossed to and fro by every wave of the doctrine. If we, we miss the call, it's going to be too late. You're not going to get another invitation. The king sends it out to, he sent out an invitation twice. He's like, come, I'm ready, come, come to me. The bridegroom's got to be ready. We got to be ready when God calls us to go. Amen. And we don't need to worry about what we're doing or what we're, you know, or where we're at because he's going to get us as long as we're ready. The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite the banquet. And invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how do you get in here? Without wedding clothes, the man was speechless. Then the king told him the attendants, then the king told the attendants, 
Tie him hand and foot and throw him out. Side into the darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. A couple things, you know, just reading that scripture come to my mind. One is that Jesus is the gate. In order to get to the king, we got to go through Jesus. In order to get to the king, we got to go through Jesus. Many are invited. Many are invited. We're all invited. But we have to go through Jesus. We have to go through Jesus. You know, it's like salvation. We need to be out there preaching salvation, gathering them up. What does his servants do? We're the servants of Christ. Each one of us. We're all called to share the gospel. Each one of us. We need to be preaching salvation, getting people saved, getting them into the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about. You know, that's our calling. That's our calling here, salvation. It's one of them. You know, that's one reason why we started the church, so that we can see people be saved, so that we can see people be healed, so we can see people be delivered and set free from demonic oppression. Because you know what? That's what Jesus did. He went around preaching the kingdom of God. He went around healing, returning sight to the blind, healing the lame, and delivering them of demonic oppression. That was his ministry. He delivered them from demons. There are demons all around out there, believe it or not. And they're trying to constantly take up and take your ear away from God so that they can fill your mind with chatter. And take you off course of what God's calling you to do. And they're not going to attack those that are lost in the world because they're already lost. They're going to attack the Christians. They're going to attack the believers. And they're going to constantly berate them until they try to get them to fall. And we got to be wise to that. We got to be aware. We got to wake up. We can't be tempted by the apple and lulled to sleep. But we have to go through Jesus. And people are saying, you don't have to go through Jesus to be saved. That's a lie. Do not believe it. That's a lie. You're not going to get to heaven by good works. It's not by my own strength that I can earn heaven. You're not going to get to heaven through me. All I can do is lead you to the one who can get you there. And you're not going to save anyone. Just like me. None of us are going to save anyone. All we can do is lead them to the one who can save. Amen? So when I think about what's going on and I think about this wedding banquet I think about the times that we're in these are the times we're in we're in this time of this wedding banquet where God is calling his people to come together come together it's time to wake up it's time he's, he's, say, he's saying the banquet is ready there's nothing left to do but then to come and sup with me and that's what he wants you to do we're all invited 
but few are chosen. Because we can't get into the kingdom any other way but through Jesus. We got to be ready. Amen? Because we don't want to be tied hand and foot and thrown out. Amen? Amen? Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for your word today. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, anything that I have said that's not of you, Lord God, I pray that it would fall away to the wayside. That, Lord God, that you would just get rid of it. And anything that I've said, Lord God, that is of you, Lord God, I pray that it would just go right to our hearts, Lord God, that you would speak to us, that you would help us. Lord, we need your help. Each one of us here needs your help. I need your help, Lord God. I can't do anything on my own but get in trouble. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I can do a lot of things on my own, Lord God, but it wouldn't be good. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord God, that I wouldn't do anything without you. Lord God, in your blessing, in your anointing, Lord God, Lord Jesus, I pray this. And I pray, Father God, for each person that has heard your word today. I pray that you would bless them, that you would speak to them, Lord God. I pray that you would cover them and protect them, that you would keep the enemy from them, that we would wake up from our slumber. Lord God, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to wake up and to wake up others, Lord God, to be, a, to be a, Lord God, a megaphone for your kingdom. Come in, Lord Jesus, Lord God, to proclaim the good news, to set the captives free. Lord, we pray for all your signs, miracles, and wonders. Lord God, we pray for all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit here in this place, that we would walk in it, Lord God, each one of us, that, Lord God, we would let the gifts build in us. Lord God, but at, Lord God, as we as we look to you, Lord Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, Lord, where all our hope is in, all our hope, everything we have is in you, Jesus. And I just pray this over all your people today. I pray your blessings. I pray your covering. I pray your blood over them, over their homes, their cars, their family, their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren, and their great 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 grandchildren. Lord God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.